going to be reflecting on that, uh, that latter part of Psalm 46 now, which says, Be still and know that I am God. That verse of be still is coming on the back of a whole load of testimony and declarations of God's character and identity that we've been praying and singing through this morning so far. So we've tried to declare God's faithfulness and character. Now, out of that knowledge and understanding who he is, he invites us to be still and rest secure in that knowledge. I am very fortunate to have a loving wife who... Uh, is thoughtful about uh, what I'm like and what I appreciate. And you know, uh, for my 40th birthday last year, she, of all things, she got me a chair. A chair for my birthday. Rock and roll, reaching 40, midlife crisis. I get a chair. Ah. Oh. Have a sit down and a rest. But no, this wasn't any chair. This wasn't your standard chair. This was a lovely, lined, smooth chair. This is a wing-backed chair. Like in a nursing home. <laughs> Thanks, love. Yeah, no photo. No photo. Now, the addition to that lovely gold or mustard yellow chair that sits in our bedroom, in a corner of our bedroom, the addition this Christmas, my next rock and roll item to the accompany the chair? A doily. <laughs> Any other bids? Slippers. <laughs> I, I do need slippers. Commode. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. No, I'm not there yet. It was a lamp. A lamp. Isn't that lovely? A lamp with a smart bulb that shows different colors. So I can have a golden yellow light sitting on my golden yellow chair. It's such a gift for me, that chair. It has been an absolute blessing and has become one of my favorite, I regret, one of my favorite things to do to go and sit for a few minutes in a chair. In that chair that then no longer just becomes any old chair, but can, can become the place where I am still and quiet, where I can find a moment of peace and rest and allow my thoughts to settle. And half the time, nod off. <laughs> <laughs> Pray sleeping, Laura and the kids call it. Oh, he's gone to pray sleep. <laughs> Praying. <laughs> you know, stillness affords a gift. Now, forgive me, because we are very, very fortunate that we live on the edge of the, of the city. So we're blessed back onto a, onto a little field. And that gives us access to wonderful countryside to take notice of. But I'm so glad for the stillness and the quiet to notice these things. It's only in stillness 
that we can start noticing. Personally, I know I have to address a weakness in me, which is that sometimes I like busyness and activity because it's a helpful distraction from the things I don't like in my life, the things that make me uncomfortable. The busyness and the hurry is helpful, isn't it? Because it stops us from thinking about the other things that are bothering us. Yet in the stillness, we get to notice good things and God present amongst it. We get to watch, we get to listen, we get to feel, and we get to think in the stillness. Anybody a bird watcher here? Anybody like bird watching or nature watching? Andy? Yeah, a few of us here. I've only done it a few times. We can head out to Topsham, look out there on the wetlands. But it's only as you really start settling and waiting, isn't it? As you just stop and really slow yourself down to watch and notice the small things that you really start to appreciate the life and the wildlife and the activity. Mr. Chanter here is here in the back corner there, hiding in the back corner. I recommend Nigel as a wonderful companion if you wish to notice birds. Because Nigel has a trained ear for birds. And as, we, uh, I, as I have walked along the country path uh, before with him, then he'll say, oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's, that's that kind of bird. You can tell by the sound it makes. But it's only as you're quiet that you get to hear these things. Pay attention to the difference in noises. Paul, in the letter to Romans, says, Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Well, some of that transformation by God needs to happen once we're actually bringing the whole of our mind and the whole of our thoughts and feeling to God's attention not just the only bits that we like and are comfortable with. A gift for me from that chair has been to continue uh, learning about grief and understanding what it means to miss people in my life. That chair is a place of rest, to sit still and know that God mourns with me as I think of those no longer around me. I'm thankful for that and thankful for that stillness that God is right there with me as I reflect on those things. He's not absent. He's present in that. And he's present as I think about the times ahead, the things I'm looking forward to. He draws near as I reflect on what's to come and the things I'm thankful for and excited by. All these things take place when we do nothing. We are still. We are quiet. So what I'd like to do now is encourage some shared wisdom and experience from across the room. I see lots of people in all sorts of experiences, circumstances, learning and practice. And so we wish to garner this morning some of that learning and practice. So we're going to turn to the faithful tool of Padlet and spoken testimony. If you are so inclined, 
you can get your QR code reader out or your camera and scan that code and it's going to take you to an interactive board where you can get talking and writing answers to three questions. Where is your good place to be still? Where is a good place for you to be still? What do you find hard about being still? And when has stillness been helpful to you and or your relationship with God? So if it helps, you can join in and we'll show the Padlet online soon so you can start putting your answers in those three sections in the Padlet and then P Peter will show that in a while, not yet. We'll leave the questions. If not, you can just reflect on this and talk with the person next to you. I would really love it if you're feeling able as well that we have a few people come up in a little while and share spoken testimony. So if you've got a story to tell, an answer to one of these questions or testimony or story that you want to give that's going to encourage us in the gift of God's peace and stillness this morning, I would love to hear it. We would love to hear it. So let's just take a few moments now, answer these questions, get drawing on the Padlet, and then we'll see what's coming up. We can see now what's been what's been shared. What have people been saying on the Padlet? Thank you, Peter. Okay. Where is a good place for you to be still? Sitting on a bench in the countryside or looking out to sea. When I need to try stop worrying about the future, I need to get a different perspective. In front of a simple lighted candle. It's good practice here. In the quiet of a magnificent building where God's been worshipped for centuries. Mm. Listening to music. Ludwell Valley Park overlooking the city from the seat. Titled The Fool on the Hill. Ooh. We'll find that seat. When I need help or when in the bath. Mm, the bath is a good place for stillness. That's your one, Reuben. <laughs> oh, yeah, the bath. That's over there as well. Very good. So we've got quite a few here, haven't we? In the na on nature as well or on the bus with headphones. That's interesting. Then in my bed. So the bed is a good location. Bed emoji there. Very trendy. Well done, bed. Yeah, moving. That's interesting that for some people, actually, stillness is achieved through moving, through walk walking. Hmm, playing Minecraft. <laughs> now, I like to be inclusive and encouraging here, but I would need showing how stillness with God is achieved through Minecraft. Unless the character is sitting in their home doing nothing or building some monastery. Hey. Not looking at my phone. Absolutely. That phone has to be on do not disturb or off.
to achieve stillness for me. The shower. And we've got a whole load of extras in the comments there. Walking, countryside, in bed. Ludwell Valley Park. That's another one there. Great. Great testimony there. What do you find hard about being still? Busy brains, wandering thoughts, feeling lazy. Brain, all about our brains, isn't it? Racing brains, thoughts and ideas, children interrupting. I heard testimony online for some that the trick was to put a tea towel over your head that this was a public signal to your children to not be disturbed. Put a tea towel on your head, or you're having a breakdown, one of the two. <laughs> it can get, or it's an ordinary towel, yes, that's true. Uh, it can get boring after f five minutes. Yeah, love chatting to the boys about this. There's always things to do, but you just want something to happen. Something's gonna happen. Things getting in the way, the thoughts, the brain, isn't it? Feeling unproductive, wandering mind, minds not fidgeting. So interesting, isn't it? What comes up there, the challenge for us in the stillness, our active minds. When has stillness been helpful? It gives time to reconnect. Perhaps just be thinking as we go through the last step, uh, section. It'd be great to hear some testimony. Bob's going to come up in a minute and share something. But if anybody else has got some testimony, do start thinking about coming to the front now, please. So praying in bed. This was Barney. Barney said he used to pray in bed for me when I was sad for Uncle Matthew. And Daniel said it, lying in bed praying for Zoe when he was really upset and could just pray and be still and play, pray, please help her. That's all he could pray. Looking at the night sky and remembering God's enormity. In the low points when I sing, all through the storm, your love is the anchor. Again, playing computer games. This is a lesson of discipleship for those who see computer games as a place of stillness. I lovingly offer a challenge to you. I'm not necessarily looking this way. Roger Circum, get off that switch in Minecraft. We all know you are. You gamer, you. <laughs> it's a challenge, isn't it? Stillness. The gift of stillness. The testimony here we're hearing. Time to process. Room to address the sad moments in our, in our lives. Stillness to know guidance and wisdom. Using the centering prayer app. Sitting with scripture, with the Bible. A cup of tea in the window to see the sky. These are the gifts that God gives us through stillness. So Bob, please come on up. And would anybody else, please, I would love to just get two or three more people. Anybody else want to come and share testimony? Go on, Andre, you come on up. Anybody else? Who else has got testimony of God's presence or anything to do with stillness? Go on, I'm convinced there's more than that. Who wants to say? Laura, you come up. Karina, come on up too as well. That's great. And anybody else afterwards? Barbie, you go for it. So I was here on a Sunday morning here at the Beacon, and I'd come 
struggling with a health issue that was bothering me. And I got a very busy weekend. I got people staying, stuff to do. I didn't know how I was going to cope. Everything was churned up. So at the end of the meeting, I went to the prayer room and to ask God to help me get through, to help me to manage how was I going to do this. And Jan and Chris were there. Jan prayed into, Lord, I look to you, I won't be overwhelmed. She prayed for me along those lines. And then Chris prayed for me about Jesus calms the storm. And as they were praying, I just felt the peace of God descend on me. Inside, there was a deep calm, a deep sense of all is well, all will be well, because Jesus calms the storm. His peace came on me. Thanks, Barb. Thanks, Just noting if there are any men who would like to share testimony, it's wonderful. I would hate a sense of imbalance here. If any guys, Michael, come in a minute. Brilliant. Laura, you can. Oh, mine's not like a specific time, but I, I probably can't count the number of times where I have sat in that chair also. And um, I just find that when I'm still, I sort of look out the window and I see all of um, like the birds <laughs> and creation just sort of getting on with it. And I don't know what it is about it, but it just, for me, really puts in perspective the size of my problems because the world and creation is so big and God is so big and he's so much bigger than the little things that are niggling at me and making me feel cross about things. Thanks. Yeah, well, I've got um, one particular place that I like to go um, that I feel still. I'm not physically still, um, but actually um, sort of walking, which is actually up in Pinhoe, Pinhoe Church, the top sort of walk up there. So I really love going up there. And just before um, Andy was ill, I... Um, well, before you went down to Plymouth, I went up there and it just gave me that sense of perspective. You know, you can look out and you can see the sea, you can see the mountains. And it's like a different set of perspective, really, that you think that you're in something much bigger than just your problem. So that was that thing. But the thing that really hit me is that when Andy was down in Plymouth and I went down to stay and I had this little room in a travel lodge... <laughs> great I thought what am I going to do in that well you know while I was just sitting waiting um and and I realized I was on my own you know I was actually still and I had to be still because it was the night and it was just in that that time that I felt that God actually spoke to me and that that song well you probably don't I don't think we sing this song but there's a song that um I know David's church sing called you pull me through and it was just that song just came to me and went and I was able to play it on my phone. And I just it just it was still, but it was something that God was actually speaking to me at the time. So it was still but noisy, if you know what I mean. But um because those two things sort of go together. And I felt that being it was like an enforced stillness, but actually God was still in it, even though it wasn't my choice to be there. But um it was enforced, but God was definitely there with me. Yeah, um, well, I just wanted to share. Uh, that's one of the places that Steve and I go up to up there at the top. 
by the church. It's wonderful. Um, but yeah, I just feel I've been quite weighed down and very sad about what's been going on in the world um, and the two places like Ukraine and getting to know Tanya years ago back in 2002 who translated for the mission I went over to and, and then all of that happening in Russia and Ukraine and then the war breaking out this year very suddenly with, um, with Israel. Uh, and I've, I mean, I've prayed for Israel for years. But what I've really felt blessed by and has helped me is one of my emails that suddenly this, this um, ministry kept writing to me was that the chap is called Kane Millspin, and he, his family run the Alia Highways, and he's on the front line in the war. And I get two or three emails and a talk from him a week and it, it has just been so helpful and I wanted to share this with you that in the last week or so just recently when they've had some quiet times they have started having barbecues and they've had almost 2,000 or more young people come to these barbecues and they've started talking to them about Jesus and there is a huge harvest happening in Israel of Jews and Arabs coming to know the Lord. And I just wanted to say, for me, that is relief. It is great relief and knowing that God is on the move in the midst of all that's happening. There's something about testimony there, isn't there? That as we can be still, we can hear of what God's doing. That's great. Mike. Mike and Matthew holding up for the guys in the church. Sorry, I got a, my short-term memory isn't great. I've forgotten what I was going to say now. Uh, <laughs> um, one, one thing was, I'm pretty sure it relates to what we're doing here, is some, sometimes I have a pretty busy day. Anybody relate to that? Yeah, and, um, and I think, how on earth am I going to get through today? And then sometimes... I remember that I have a helper, <laughs> and sometimes I can, you know, it's usually when I'm on my way to work and I'm sat in my van, and uh, I think, oh, I'll pretend that uh, God or Jesus is sat here, and I just chat to them like they're, you know, some, my, one of my mates, and for me, that works, and invariably, when I just say, look, how am I going to get through today, because i got all this, 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 and this to do, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that, just be with me today, and I can't remember a time when I've done that, and I haven't got home and thought, oh, today was pretty easy, it's all sorted, so, you know, there must be something in it, I'm thinking, yeah, and um, I think it was uh, Brother Lawrence, who some of you may, may have read, he used to get up in the morning and he'd pray and he'd say, Lord, I've got all this to do today. And, um, you know, so I'm asking you to help me. And, and basically, it's your problem now. Okay? So, you know, that's what I do. I say, right, it's your problem, Lord. I can't do it by myself. You all have to be, you know, sorting it out. And um, so that works. The other, sorry, I'm going on. The other thing, <laughs> lots of people mentioned nature and how wonderful it is to just sit and look at God's creation. 
And uh, I know it's well proven, isn't it, that getting out in nature is fantastic for your mental health. I wonder why. You know, I wonder why. Um, and I find that, you know, I can be out in my kayak, I can paddle out, um, you know, into, into the waves with the weight of the world on your shoulders. And you turn around and there's the beach and the sea and a wave comes and you just use God's creation to, you know, do that. And the weight of the world is just lifted. It's fantastic. And the other thing is, you know, on a river, nature again, you can be really still on a river in a kayak. You can just sit there and float. You don't have to paddle or anything. And just observe what God has done. And it's so amazing. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike. Had a hunch the kayak was yours on there. Last but by no means least, Matthew, your testimony. Um, I, I, I felt when um, I have um, peace from God at work and I know that God is with me at work and he's um, with me. Um, I, I was just saying, when I got baptised um, last time, I know that God never lets me go and he holds my, by my right hand. That's what Andy said to me. And I need to keep that in my mind about that. And also, we, um, I, I, I was just thinking that um, I, I need my parents to pray for me every day and my sister as well. That's good. So I think I, I, I need some more prayer on my parents today. Amen. Thank you, Matthew. It's a good testimony. Good to be reminding ourselves of baptism, things God said over us. We're drawing near to the end of our time. We're going to have communion now.